Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, just checking the papers here and the term U-turn. It's certainly on the front of the main papers uh, read by unionists. Uh, Foster is accused of U-turn on border blueprint and Foster defends DUP U-turn on backstop. Uh, let me speak to one of the men behind one of the headlines. It's uh, Sam McBride from the newsletter. Uh, Sam, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, Sam, everyone seems to be rounding on the DUP at the moment, with the exception of the DUP, who see themselves as our knights in in shining armour. How concerned are people, particularly in the the unionist community, about the move now, the latest move from the DUP? Well, lots of people are approaching this from from completely opposite directions. So we have concerns from nationalism that this is not a serious proposal, that this is just a ruse basically to pretend that the DUP and Boris Johnson are serious about getting a deal when actually they are pressing towards no deal. And this is just to try to put the blame back onto the EU. We then have a, a similar concern from many in the business community in Northern Ireland. Um, and I, I was speaking to some of those people last night and they were very robust in um, in their um, their concern about this and what they think is going on here. Um, but you, you also, as you, as you alluded to there, there are these concerns from unionists. And I think it's, it's because of both the nature and the uh, speed with which the uh, DUP has uh, acted here. So really for more than two years, we have had this line from the DUP, which whatever anybody thinks about it, it has been pretty consistent. And that is that their one red line is that you cannot have any sort of um, Irish sea border Arlene Foster was very explicit that that wasn't just a customs border where you're, you're, you're stopped at the border, where goods are inspected, where lorries have to pull over, but it was also a regulatory border. So that is, the regulations in Northern Ireland should be the same as those in the rest of the UK. We should not be um, remaining in the EU, if you like, for regulations, but leaving for customs. Then suddenly what we got yesterday was this um, massive change um, by the DUP. It may well not be enough to secure a deal. It may well not be something which is workable. But the really significant thing in political terms is that this is a massive climb down by Arlene Foster. It um, tears her red line in half. Um, And basically what she is accepting is that as long as there is a role for Stormont, and of course Stormont doesn't sit, which is a separate issue, but as long as there is a role for Stormont in approving this regulatory border, she seems to be willing to go along with it. Now, you can understand why lots of people within unionism who um, who either had their own concerns or who listened to what the DUP were saying and came to have concerns suddenly think, hang on a minute, this doesn't really make sense. So 
that is the difficulty, I think, that there really has been no preparation work from the DUP to say this is what is going to happen. Um, and while, while they talked at various points about the Assembly having a role, the Assembly having a veto, there was never any suggestion in that 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 would make it okay to have a regulatory border in the RSC. So um, lots of concern from people both outside the DUP and much more quietly at this stage, some people within the DUP. How do you see the opposition within all of this, primarily the opposition to the DUP that regularly comes from Sinn Féin? Well, I think, I mean, from a Sinn Féin's point of view, this is, this is very straightforward. They want a situation where if Brexit is going to happen, and obviously they, they want it not to happen, but if Brexit is going to happen, the Sinn Féin, the SDLP, um, the Alliance Party, um, the Greens, lo- lo- lots of other parties um, really take the view that it, 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 it should leave a situation at the border which is almost as if Brexit hadn't happened. So yes, Brexit will happen for the rest of the UK, but Northern Ireland should be treated as a special zone. Um, there should be... Um, steps taken which mean that the border really has no change whatsoever. Now that is, even to people who aren't experts and don't understand all of the minutiae of this, um, that is that is a pretty tall order because we are leaving a very um, intertwined uh, situation with the EU. We're leaving a massive market with enormous regulation and rules which keep that market ticking over. Um, and so therefore the idea that you can just leave and not have anything at the border is very difficult. And the logical um, situation, if you're going to go down that route, is to move those checks away from that border and move them to the Irish Sea. Um, and that way the, the entire island of Ireland is treated the same. And that, that of course, is very logical from an Irish nationalist point of view um, because they, they obviously don't want the border to be there at all in any shape or form. Um, but obviously that, that then creates an ideological difficulty for unionists. They, they do not want to be cut off as they would see it from the rest of the UK. Um, and so therefore... All of this ultimately, I think, comes down, certainly in political terms, to the old constitutional argument on which we are so familiar. Um, Should there be a border in Ireland? If so, where should that be? Okay, uh, Sam, thank you very much indeed. Sam McBride writing in the newsletter as always. Uh, We were to be joined on the programme by the DUP this morning, but at the last moment there just seemed to be a little problem uh, uh, getting uh, through to them. Chris Hazard is with uh, Sinn Féin. Uh, Chris Hazard, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, just looking at Suzanne Breen writing in the Belfast Telegraph, she says Boris Johnson's Brexit blueprint has brought uh, us back onto old familiar territory in Northern Ireland. It's the DUP versus everybody else. So the DUP are coming in for serious criticism from unionist quarters this morning. Uh, you must be pleased then if the DUP are in a difficult place, surely Sinn Féin must be pleased. No, and I think that's certainly not the zero-sum lens to, to view all of this through. There, there's nothing to be pleased with, with with these proposals. I think they're, as Suzanne has alluded to, they're very dangerous and indeed reckless um, proposals that would undermine um, our peace process. And indeed, I think they would be catastrophic for our citizens and indeed for our businesses. Like I, I think if you listen to the voice of business over the last 24 hours, you can't help but be impressed by the fact that they are really appealing to the British government to revert back to the backstop, to understand that these proposals are a complete non-starter and that they would cause huge devastation to large parts uh, of our local economy. Indeed, the FSB have said that they will be the death knell to many small businesses. 
And that's simply because these proposals create a customs border in Ireland, creating the need for customs infrastructure, customs agents, surveillance in border communities and customs tariffs. You know, not only are they not acceptable politically, but our local small and medium enterprises will be decimated by these new rules and regulations. And then to finally cap it all off, to even suggest that there will be a unionist veto. Um, and I believe Nigel Dodds is on another radio station just this morning talking about the fact that union and celebrating the fact that unionists will have the final say overall is completely unacceptable, runs against the entire ethos uh, and practicalities of the Good Friday Agreement, and I have no doubt will be unacceptable to the Irish government and to the EU27. So it's a crash-out Brexit then? Well, it shouldn't have to be. Um, the British government, and indeed Boris Johnson as well, only a number of weeks ago voted for the withdrawal agreement and the backstop. They understand this. They understand the needs of our local business. They're just simply deciding to set them aside, to abandon the interests of our farmers and, and our businesses. Uh, in 2017, both the British government and the European Union agreed that the only way forward was to adhere to the principle of no additional checks, no new borders, uh, and these proposals simply rip that up uh, in the faces, as I say, of our, of our, our local communities here and our local businesses, and people are left perplexed this morning as to the way forward. I think the only thing that these proposals do guarantee is perpetual uncertainty, and if anything, our businesses know that is bad, and that can only be bad for local business, and that can only be bad indeed for the political and um, civic um, situation here in the North. Does all of that play to Sinn Féin's advantage, because ultimately Sinn Féin want a border poll? Well, there's no secret about it. Me as as an Irish Republican and Sinn Féin, of course, we want to see Ireland unified. But we live here. I I raise a family here. I represent local families, local businesses. I don't want to have to build that new Ireland out of an economic wasteland. I don't want to see our local economy devastated. I don't want to see our farmers decimated. Um, That's not where we want to be going forward. And it's very clear, if you listen to the voice of the business sector, these proposals on the table will do that. They are not good at all. Um, we have went from a situation where we had a backstop agreed um, and negotiated between the British government and the EU27 that would at least provide uh, bare minimum protections going forward to now having what seems to be, if you listen to the business voices, the worst of all situations. But there's a sense of you being able to have your cake and eat it. What you've just described there, ultimately a lot of people do want, most people want businesses to work, they want farmers to be happy, they want cross-border trade to be smooth. But if it all ends with a tear in the eye, then Sinn Féin can say to themselves, right, uh, we've played our strategy very well here. We, we stayed back from it to quite a degree, and now we have one people across who would never, ever have considered a united Ireland. Well, I don't accept that analysis at all. You know, we have been influential in Europe and through the Article 50 task force. We have, we have a voice and a say in that task force. That has brought the needs of people here to the fore. That has brought the, the, the importance of the Good Friday Agreement, the importance of protecting our businesses to the fore. You know, it simply isn't a case of sitting back um, and letting Brexit take its toil. As they say, I don't want to oversee devastation in our local communities. You know, I engage with businesses throughout South Down regularly. 
particularly, you know, I listen to uncertainties. I listen to the fear. Um, you know, the people who work uh, in those factories, who work in those businesses and those farms, their neighbours, their friends, their families. I want to protect those jobs. I want to protect our local economy. Um, and, and, you know, that's what's important here. It's not about sitting back and letting devastation happen. Absolutely nobody wants to see that. But I think when the big message for the DUP is... It's very different saying one thing and agreeing policies that will run completely against the grain. They must listen to farmers. They must listen to the business people and understand that these proposals are bad for the way forward. Uh, Chris Hazard from Sinn Féin, thank you very much indeed. Sir Geoffrey Donaldson is able to join us now from the DUP. Uh, Sir Geoffrey, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Uh, just drawing your attention to that paragraph that I read indeed to Chris Hazard from Suzanne Breen, uh, Boris Johnson's Brexit blueprint has brought us back onto old familiar territory in Northern Ireland. It's the DUP versus everybody else. The main unionist newspapers this morning have in, bo- in bold print U-turn. You've done a U-turn. Are we any better off because of this U-turn? Well, first of all, I don't accept the premise of your question, Frank. Um, and can I refer you back to the joint report of December 2017, where uh, we had paragraph 50 in, uh, inserted into that report, uh, which uh, called for the Northern Ireland Assembly to have a role in all of this. And we've now secured that commitment from the UK government. The EU had agreed it previously in their joint report, so I don't see any reason why they wouldn't agree this now. So we've been entirely consistent in what we've been looking for. And secondly, um, we didn't. Uh, we were clear that there should not be a trade border between Northern Ireland and Great Britain. And these proposals avoid a trade border so that goods travelling from Northern Ireland to Great Britain are not subject to uh, checks, they're not subject to customs arrangements. We remain within the UK customs territory. And that's very important for our economy, uh, right, because uh, the bulk of our trade is actually with Great Britain. Not with the European Union. Yes, so, but there's a but there uh, is a but Sir Jeffrey, there is a border down the Irish Sea. There's, there is the, the proposal is for a border down the Irish Sea. No, it isn't, Frank. With respect, uh, it is for checks on goods coming from Northern Ireland which are aimed at entering the EU market and they have to be checked to ensure they comply with the EU regulations. But that doesn't create a trade barrier between Northern Ireland and Great Britain and that was absolutely crucial for us Uh, and uh, uh, these proposals ensure that we don't have a trade barrier between uh, Northern Ireland and Great Britain. Uh, Businesses will continue to trade freely within the UK single market. Uh, Our farmers, our agri-food Businesses will be able to trade across the border, um, uh, and uh, the UK. We will remain within the UK customs area, which means uh, we won't be hit with uh, tariffs when we're doing business within our own country. Do you really think that this is going to be accepted by Europe? I think it's going to be accepted by the Republic of Ireland. For example, the veto that you would have at Stormont if Stormont ever got up and going again. Uh, Frank, that we know comes from the Good Friday Agreement, and the Irish government say they want to protect the Good Friday Agreement. Um, so why would there be a problem with that? Yeah, but you, you're, you'd be making decisions at Stormont that would affect the Republic of Ireland in relation to its status within Europe. 
No, we wouldn't. We'd be taking decisions at Stormont that affect the status of Northern Ireland. And that's what we're elected to do, Frank. People elect uh, their representatives uh, to act on behalf of the people of Northern Ireland. If we don't have that role, Frank, then actually it's the reverse. It's the Irish Republic that's taking decisions that affect the status of Northern Ireland. Now, I'm sorry, but that's contrary to the Good Friday Agreement. It's going to be almost impossible to sell this latest initiative from Boris Johnson. Going from going on the feedback from the likes of German MEPs, from uh, people who are based in Europe. I'm just reading some of the the quotes here from a variety of people who have already made comments. Simon Coveney, it, you don't seem to have many backers with time running out, and there is a suggestion that the DUP are trying to get away on the smoke in the smoke on this one uh, simply because we're going to end up with a no-deal Brexit that will be a disaster for the island of Ireland. Even the DUP accept that a no-deal Brexit would be bad for Northern Ireland. Well, then, surely, Frank, the way forward is uh, an accommodation, isn't it? It's to get a deal. And uh, if the EU dismiss these proposals, then clearly they don't want the deal with the UK. Um, and that's unfortunate. I think that we all need to work towards that accommodation and the UK has shown a willingness to do that now and I hope the EU will treat that seriously. And finally, to the unionists, the, the likes of the TUV who've been criticising you th- th- this morning, you're not accepting any of that criticism from that end of unionism because the criticism seems to be coming from every quarter. Well, um, I guess Sinn Féin have attacked these proposals. Jeremy Corbyn has attacked these proposals. Um, and uh, yet, uh, uh, and business and farming. Well, um, in relation to business, we've protected uh, the business community in Northern Ireland. We've addressed the issues that were raised with us by the farming community. They uh, wanted to have a situation where they could continue to trade across the border, uh, and uh, these proposals will deliver that for them. But at the same time, we'll protect the Northern Ireland economy, because as I've said, the bulk of the business and trade that we do is actually with Great Britain. And it would be disastrous for the business community in Northern Ireland if we sacrificed our biggest market, had customs uh, barriers between Northern Ireland and Great Britain, uh, Frank, that would be devastating for our economy uh, if uh, that were to happen. We've prevented that from happening and we've given the Assembly a role, we've given the people of Northern Ireland a role and a say in what happens going forward. These are all consistent uh, with uh, uh, the position we've been putting forward for the last few years. Uh, and therefore I think that uh, what these proposals do is to address the concerns of farmers, address the concerns of the business community, but also address the very genuine concerns that if we got, if we were to be separated in trading terms from uh, Great Britain, it would be devastating for our economy. These proposals would prevent that from happening. So, Geoffrey, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Not a great line, but thank you uh, nonetheless for uh, coming through. We had a uh, plan to talk to Sir Geoffrey a little earlier in the programme, but thank you for your time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.